Mass displacement, severe food insecurity, lack of infrastructure and continued fighting has left the world's youngest country on a downward spiral. And the window to save it from complete collapse is fast closing, as the Secretary-General Special Representative and the head of the UN mission to South Sudan, David Shearer, explains. The whole issue is around conflict, and, and, and it's, it's a conflict-generated humanitarian problem, not a, a, um, not a climactic one. And so, therefore, it's really, really important that we get the, the, the issue about reconciliation right. The peace agreement, I think, in the, in the past few days, has, has moved a step forward. Uh, the revitalization, as they're calling it, is looking more positive, and there's a, a greater willingness by the various parties to put pressure on the, the warring sides, the various leaders, in order to be able to get them to the table and get um, uh, an agreement done. The Joint Monitoring and Evaluation Commission that oversees the implementation of the 2015 August Peace Agreement paints a dismal picture, with little or negligible progress made in the constitution-building process. Chair of the JMEC is former Botswana President Festus Mukhai. Given conditions around the country, mass displacement, severe food insecurity, and the total lack of institutional and constitutional infrastructure, it is clear that credible elections will not be feasible at the end of the current transitional period. The high-level revitalization forum is therefore the best hope for reigniting the political process. David Shearer explains that the 2015 peace deal stipulates that an election must be held at the end of the transitional period by August next year, something he suggests is no longer viable. If you're going to have an election, let's have a good election. Let's not have a bad election. Um, and so getting the conditions right to have a good election, it means that the, the parties can move forward, people can accept the result, um, there can be a, a new expression of hope moving forward. If you do it prematurely and people aren't able to vote, aren't able to express their, their, sort of their democratic right, then you could sow the seeds for a great deal of more conflict and bitterness and a feeling that they've been disenfranchised by the process. As the focus now turns to a high-level revitalization forum via the East African bloc IGAD due to be held within weeks, while the United States President has dispatched his UN envoy Nikki Haley to South Sudan next month. Our bottom line message to the South Sudanese leaders will be that they seize this opportunity to take the initiative. They have a way to stop this violence. The Intergovernmental Authority on Development has presented them with a way to resuscitate the peace agreement and to do so quickly. But time is running short. This is the last chance at salvaging the peace agreement in South Sudan. The different parties to the conflict must use the next several weeks to commit themselves to this process and to conclude it. A regional protection force established over one year ago has yet to fully deploy. The force, which has a cap of 4,000 troops, is meant to add an additional layer of security and allow existing peacekeepers to fan out across an increasingly unstable country. So far, only approximately 600 are on the ground, with a further 700 expected within the next month. With the IGAD Revitalization Forum looming, the AU Peace and Security Council recently threatened sanctions on those impeding the implementation of the peace agreement. I'm Sherman Bryce-Bees in New York.